1: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
2: Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Thanks for listening. Check out my new website. Got some great downloadables there. Newfocusfinancial.com. It's kind of funny. I've had my company's names... Somehow tied towards the optometry world. New focus. Um, well, I guess it wasn't a name of my company, but the uh, other website that I had was 2020 Insight. Um, so Rob blocking and your money once was called 2020 Insight because I hate Whoa. having my name in a show. Speaking of names, one thing that I do love are top 10 lists. Dave Letterman kind of made a career on a top 10 list, right? Um, every night you would always, he'd move the home office. Well, we don't have to do anything like that right now. Um, but it's a great way of learning. It's a great way of of educating yourself, and the best thing you could do to become a better investor is to educate yourself and learn. You don't really have to pay attention to the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA. You don't have to. In the end, that's not going to change your life for the better. It's not going to pay your bills when you're retired. Steph Curry is not going to come to your house and shovel your driveway of snow. Maybe. Probably not. But one of the things I try to educate myself on are the well everything financial, and I look at everything financially speaking. I read a lot. I probably read three hundred, four hundred pages a day. Um, it's tough to say now because so many things are web pages, right? I don't read three hundred, four hundred web pages a day, but I'm always consuming information. One of the magazines that I just recently picked up because I was on a flight was Worth Magazine. I'm not a big magazine guy when it comes to educating yourself. I find that the writers, they, they can be like 23-year-old kids out of college. And what do they really know about business? Right? So I'm a little concerned on that. And then you get on something like, uh, I, I listen to this. I know there's, a, do you know who Melissa Francis is? She's on Fox. I think she's still there. I haven't really paid attention to Fox Business in years. But at one point in time, she was the oil slick honey. So she talked about oil. Now, I knew her, and she talked about global oil and imports and, and the cost of the business and how much you know it pulls away from our economy. I remember Melissa Francis working at CNET when she was a tech reporter. Was she trained to do oil? Was she trained to do business? Does she have any degree? No. Most of the people in, in, on television have no degree in the area that they're experts in. And that, that can be a problem, Right. So when you hear a certification like CFP Chad Burton, it's a certified financial planner, it's a certification, so he can actually talk about this kind of stuff. He's not jumping from talking about t- uh, tech gadgets. Oh, I really like this Apple iPhone. It feels good in the hand, and at $1,200, it's quite a quite a steal of a bargain of a technology product. He's not doing that. He's not, you know, he shouldn't. And I, I think sometimes people will overstep a little bit. I'm going to teach you how to get wealthy. That's my goal on this show. I can tell you another person. I'm Sheryl Cosoni on Fox Business. Why do I know so many blondes that work at Fox Business? Hmm. Cheryl Cassoni, uh, she worked at Southwest Airlines. I hired her to be my sidekick at Cron on my TV show. She was a stewardess, and now she's on Fox Business. Right? Are you with me? Or are you against me? So I picked up Power Magazine, no, Worth Magazine, because it had a great picture of uh, Jeff Bezos on the front. And the thing that hooked me was the 100 most powerful people in global finance. And as a way of brushing up, I started going through the the top 100. Number 100 was Steve Case. I'm not going to do all 100. It's not going to end with a fancy drum roll or anything like that. But it tells you about his path to power. He's the chairman and CEO of Revolution. Now, I remember Steve Case working in America Online. And I had a friend who worked at America Online. Well, Steve Case was the founder of America Online. I had a friend who worked there. and Supposedly, he accidentally sent an email to some employees that he wasn't supposed to. Where he was talking really filthy, dirty, raunchy with a woman who was not his wife. What's up with tech and men? And there's been, There was an article this week in the, I think it was called Medium. It's one of those blog uh, areas. And it talked about a woman who was uh, basically having an affair with a lead attorney at Google. And he basically got her pregnant and she had an abortion. Uh, no, she had a miscarriage. Then she got pregnant again and she had the kid. And he promised he was going to leave his wife. And then one night at a party uh she goes home to the kid cuz he's sick and he sends her a text I'm never coming to see I'll never see you again it's like whoa and he went on to new conquests anyway now the show's getting how shall we say PG-13ish so anyway Steve Case and I'm like okay what's Case up to and it says he grew up in Hawaii graduated from Williams College in Massachusetts he was uh for a time in the early 1980s director of the new pizza development for Pizza Hut Job for which he drove around the country sampling the competition in 1985. Case became one of the, most, the first employees of Quantum Computer Services, then a little-known company, that in 1991 was renamed America Online. Now, who knew that he drove around tasting pizza? And, and there's, a, there's a whole ton of information on Steve Case. He owns a lot of Hawaii, which is kind of interesting. Grew up in Hawaii. He's bought a lot of Hawaii. Uh, made quite a deal leaving the CEO position in 2003 from AOL. Um, and not long after he left, AOL paid $165 billion to a quiet time Warner. I love this stuff. I eat this stuff up. So next up, Al Gore. Next up, 98, Chris Hughes. I'm like, oh, who's Chris Hughes? And I'll educate myself on these people. Keep in mind, I don't give a squad douche about playing video games. I don't give a squad douche about professional sports. This is what I care about. This list, uh, it's Anthony Scaramucci. Now the mooch, the guy who worked for Trump. He's number 95 on the list. How is he more powerful than, than say, Steve Case? Uh, Mohamed El-Aryan is number 91 on the list. And I think that's fascinating. In large part, you see him on um, <laughs> Bloomberg and CNBC all the time. And what's really embarrassing, he knows bonds really, really well. And I like listening to him talk about bonds, because I'm like, how do you make money on negative bonds? And he'll tell you how you make money on bonds when they have a, a yield of, of negative. You buy them with U.S. dollars if they're German, and then you convert them back to, you do a c- currency conversion. I'm like, oh, is it that easy? That easy. But he talks about the New York Jets, and it's embarrassing. So on CNBC, they're like, let's get a mom oh, and a and he talks about bonds and bond market and world markets, and then they're like, so what do you think about the Jets' upcoming season? And suddenly he has a lisp out of nowhere. So I think the Jets are to a great this, this year. Every year he thinks it's the year of the Super Bowl. And then after week one, the Jets have been eliminated from, from the playoffs. He shouldn't talk sports. Know your wheelhouse. So Paul Krugman's on the list. You know Paul Krugman, he's a writer, kind of economist type of guy. Mark Zuckerberg's number 86 on the list. I'm like, okay, who? Linda Kahn, never heard of Linda Kahn. She's on the U.S. House subcommittee on antitrust. Oh, and you could read all about her. And it's a quick read. It's a toilet read. I think most books should be toilet reads. I don't think they, you should have to like feel like you're going to the library and, and studying for a test. Um, I like, you know, for instance, um, The New Rules About Money by Rick Edelman. I thought it was a good toilet read. You can buy that book, put it on your toilet, read a chapter. They're like three or four pages. And they're there topics like... Being single and money, divorce and money, marriage and kids and money. And it's all topics that you could, after 30 or 40 bowel movements, you're pretty educated. That's what this whole segment is about. So educate yourself. Number one on the list as far as power goes. Can you imagine who it is? I'll give you a top three list. How about that? Number three, Donald Trump. That's disappointing. Because he was a failure as a businessman. He's been bankrupt. He had a casino go bankrupt. I'm really rich. GG Ping. Okay, I get it. Number one on the list, Jeff Bezos. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Bezos, he invents industries. He invents new ways. He's a disruptor. Worth magazine, not worth getting a subscription for, but always educate yourself. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live
1: on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. One of the headlines that hit me yesterday as I was looking for stories to, to chat about was NFL players' girlfriend killed in car crash after child's birth. And it's just a constant reminder to me to remind you, get term life insurance. Now, he's a veteran defensive end. I don't want to go into it too much. Makes good money. We'll have a decent retirement, I think. I'm not quite sure. Up to speed with NFL football players. But um, a woman was struck and killed right after giving birth to a child and uh, killed by a 47-year-old woman who had been drinking. you got to get term life insurance on anyone that's important financially to your family. Let me put it this way. Accidents happen. My sugar booger was in an accident that took her husband's life. Things happen. Now, he had some insurance and he had some... Not enough, but they didn't have kids or anything. So you have to plan for this. If you have kids, if you have a wife, if you have a big mortgage, it worked out okay for her. Um, But NFL player's wife, uh, he probably needs to take a year off football and mourn her. I know she's just a girlfriend and such, but there's a baby involved here now. So sometimes you need life insurance on just not the person who's earning the big money. But if my spouse were to pass, I'd like to take a year off. And, you know, in my situation, I probably can't because I do radio and television. And the jobs wouldn't be there for me c- when I come back. But it just goes to show you, like, it's sticky. It's no it's no fun. It's not easy to figure this all out. I talk a lot about Apple. I talk a lot about Walmart, Amazon. Oh, and for the record, just so I'm very, very clear, buy term life insurance Invest the rest. Don't go with whole life. Don't go with variable life. That's what 99.5% of America needs is term life insurance. Cover that term until that baby who was just born is 20 years old. Or you could say 22, or you could say 18, whatever works in your culture. I get it. We're not all wired the same. It's been a pretty big year. I've done tragedy for me, but I see the tragedies more and more. One of my good friends' his father tried to commit suicide and has now been, he basically went into a coma for three or four days and now he's been moved into a psych ward. His mother has enough dementia that it's not good. So I see big dollars coming down the road to take care of those two. If you know what I'm saying. Financial situation. A decent inheritance will go bye-bye very, 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 very fast. So try to look at tragedies. And yes, I know you have a heart and I don't, but try to look at tragedies and look around and and say to yourself, huh, um, what's the financial impact of this? So when you see flooding in a house, yeah, they're going to get some insurance, but there's also going to be deductibles and there's also going to be time off from work. I was reading uh, a retail report yesterday about... Walmart and Walmart made wine. I'm fascinated by Trader Joe's wine. The whole two buck chuck thing. I'm not a wine snob in any way, shape, or form. And I actually find people that like twirl their wine and try to open it up and, you know, oh, this is delicious. Can you smell the Can you taste the creamy oak? I'm like, I, I kind of find, again, I find you to be a snob. I don't like you. I would put you in my Darwinian wood shipper if I could just into the wine you don't have to like act like, you know, like high t- highfalutin so snobs you know roll their nose up at walmart made mine wine um, big box retailer is doubling down in the adult beverage category now last week didn't we hear walmart was getting out of the ammunition business or something like that i heard various reports that they're going to limit and cut down their ammo from certain types to, uh, I'm not going to say safer, but how else I we say, less deadly. And I've heard they're getting completely out of the ammo business, which is pretty amazing because they're about 20% of the ammo business in the United States. So Walmart doubling down on, on Vino, isn't that kind of fascinating deal? a little bit? Um, it should be because you don't think of Walmart, but then again, Walmart, Home Depot, Amazon on a lot of levels. Amazon's a little different. But Walmart and Home Depot and Target can go into a group of hammer makers and say, we're going to sell a boatload of hammers. We want the three different hammer makers to tell us your price and your quality. And they could kind of make them do it in front of each other to see if they'll like work off each other, to see if they'll lower the price. You get the idea. Sad news in the world of retail. It's time to play a little bit of TAPS. Forever 21 is planning to go bankrupt. When I was a bigger celebrity, when I had a TV show and a nationwide radio show, I wanted to come out with a perfume called Forever 19. Maybe a cologne. <laughs> but It's the whole play on Forever 21, right? But Forever 21 planning to go bankruptcy. Bankrupt. It is really, really difficult to succeed in retail and restaurants. So when you see a company do it, you really appreciate it. So what you're starting to see in retail is companies scrambling to create the modern department store if they're going to stay relevant. One thing you have to have right now is a subscription service or a rewards program or a digital platform. Or a digital platform with rewards that they'll bring the, the stuff out to your car. Or a digital rewards with a platform that they'll bring it to your house. And three to five days not good enough for groceries. Three to five days used to be good enough for clothes. But it, it used to be kind of annoying, right? You'd be like, I'm going to get a shirt for a wedding coming up this weekend. It's Monday. i got plenty of time. And then come Saturday, you're like, it's not here. So Amazon's like, let's do two-day. And now Amazon's like, let's do one-day. So Target and Walmart have to do one day. They're going to have to invest in that to pull it off. Winner, me and you. But I just threw out some buzzwords there. Subscription. Apple's going big time into subscriptions. Reward programs. Even Apple's credit card has a reward kickback to you. And I know you're saying, Apple credit card? I'm not against the Apple credit card. Um, I've got plenty of credit cards in my life. I don't need another one, but I like the idea it's 3% off Apple goodies. And I like the idea that if I'm going to be using Apple for the next 10, 15 years, I don't need a credit card that I'm going to go out and put vacations on and put groceries on. But if I I use it nominally enough, it'll get kind of to be an older credit card. Oh, speaking of which, I was talking to a police officer yesterday who wants to get his 12, 13-year-old kid a credit card. I'm like, dude, you're overthinking it. I get it. You're setting up with some timing of the credit card but a bank's not gonna loan him six hundred thousand dollars when he turns 18 and has a job flipping burgers because he has good credit focus on teaching him wise things hey big seminar coming up not this saturday but the following saturday in san jose sign up at robblackshow.com want the podcast with music Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM
1: 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more. Trump fired or John Bolton resigned. No one really knows the truth.
0: You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. fired.
2: I'm guessing he resigned and Trump is trying to save face and make it look like he's the tough guy versus the tough guy who's like, I've had enough of this, but I don't know. Again, I don't know. Don't ever get mad at me politically speaking, except for the the one political area you can get mad at me is I hate Prop 13. I benefit from Prop 13 and I hate Prop 13 and I think it's unfair. And if you make me governor of California, I will overrule Prop 13. I will put to death spammers and email spammers and phone spammers. I promise a white claw in every household. Two white claws if you're under 35 and good looking.
0: I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> Maybe I'll even bring Obama back or have one of his daughters be my vice governor. Anyhow and anyway... um. Trump's out there today having just lost John Bolton. And I saw the list of Yahoo did a thing on everyone that Trump has let go or resigned. It's insane. What a tumultuous president, which hasn't created a lot of consistency. And yet the stock market's hitting an all time high today or very well could. Whoa. Like it's been that tumultuous and the market does what it does. Yep. Oh, it now costs $350,000 a year to live middle class lifestyle in a big city. I sent that email to Chad Burton, and he's like, yep. Yep. live in an expensive coastal city like San Francisco or New York. You've got to make $350,000 or more a year. Is that Jeff the Drunk from Howard Stern who says, yep? Oh, okay. So it sounds like Jeff the Drunk from old throwback yep. Howard Stern days. It's uh, someone else on the radio station, but we're not allowed to say who. So, um... You could certainly live on last, but it won't be easy to raise a family, save for your children's education, save for your own home, and save for retirement. Those are all things. Those are all life goals that everyone should have. In some cities like San Francisco, the public school system is essentially a lottery system. So even if you pay tens of thousands of dollars per year in property tax, your child's not guaranteed a spot in your neighborhood schools. Pretty insane. Now... The good news and bad news is some people do make $350,000 a year in the Bay Area. A transit worker makes $234,000 plus $36,000 in benefits. If he marries a technician who fixes things like elevators, they're over $350,000. You don't have to be a great googly Moogula scientist to pull it off. But that's too much. So changing topics ever so slightly... And again, I guess what I want you to get out of that is what are your top goals? I don't think any of those are all that ludicrous, what I just said. If you want to save for retirement, if you want to own a home, have a family where maybe your spouse works or doesn't work, maybe they could take a year or two years off to take care of your children, that in theory you're going to make, just like you can in test tubes. Um, Throw that out there. What are your goals? Do you want to own your own home? Do you want to pay for a kids' education? I've got a friend who lives. Duh, 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 where is it? It's that nuclear science city in the East Bay, uh, Livermore. And uh, she's a photographer, and her boyfriend, who she's not going to quite marry anytime soon, is a gym coach. Like he's one of those freaky guys who can do backflips. So he's acrobatic, and I'm like you do know that you should have disability on him because if you throw this out his back, you lose your home. And she's like, what? (laughs) Some people just live under an egg or an egg. Yeah, some people live under an egg. The incredible edible egg. I love eggs. You can do so much with eggs. You can scramble them. You can fry them. You can barbecue them. You can barbecue them trip. Eggs are so diverse. Whoa. And for the record, I like my eggs caged. I don't like cage-free eggs. Not quite as good. Not quite as good. Uh, In a bit of creepy good news, and I think this is creepy good news, the NFL, showing you again that America has its heart in the right area, had a good first week of NFL ratings. Over 109 million people watched the NFL during week one. (laughs) After years of saying ratings are down, ratings are down, ratings are down, ratings are down, finally ratings are up. Aside from 109 million people being a staggering figure, the number also represents a solid increase in viewership compared to last year. Viewership up 5% in week one compared to last year's week one. Streaming numbers are even better, with the NFL seeing a 43% increase in streaming viewership. Um, I was traveling to help a friend whose father was uh, sick last week on Thursday. And in the car, I'm like, hey, look at this. I can watch the... uh, Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears game. Stream it. And he's like, no, 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 you don't have enough data for that. I'm like, no yeah, way. I do. I got an unlimited plan because I'm kind of a big deal. I have all my teeth. Dallas Cowboys were the big winner for the league. Cowboys win over the New York Giants, turned in the biggest ratings of the week, 23.9 million viewers. The Green Bay Packers beating the Bears, pulled in 22 million the New England Patriots beating the Pittsburgh Steelers like, how shall we say, red-headed stepchildren. Also did well. A lot of touchdowns. 90-plus touchdowns. That's the highest total ever. You notice the thing between the NFL and NBA? More touchdowns, more home runs. The Major League Baseball just hit a record of number of home runs in a season, and there's still like 16, 17 days to go. Um, and now they've even gotten to the point where the NFL is starting to measure social media interactions. Wild ending between the New Orleans Saints and the Houston Texans. I can name one player from New Orleans, and I can name maybe two players from Houston. That shows you that uh, I ain't all that in a bucket of chicken when it comes to following the NFL. And for the record, I don't own any jerseys, and I find any man that owns a jersey, he must be either super rich, because those things cost 100 bucks, or just super, super stupid. Are you crazy? I you're saying, I know you're saying, I own an NFL jersey. Does that make me stupid? Yes, it does. You don't play for also the team.
0: Stupid
2: stupid it's way overpriced. Anyhow, Walmart's in the news today. They're expanding its grocery subscription service. This is kind of interesting. Walmart kind of already has the grocery infrastructure really well played out in the United States. And they're going to start a $98 a year subscription, cheaper than Amazon's. Amazon bought Whole Foods. More grocery stores have taken proactive steps to say, what are they doing over there? We should probably copy that. So it's going to be called Walmart Unlimited. That is not unlike Amazon's subscribe for free delivery. Difference is Walmart services are going to cost $98 compared to Amazon's Fresh, which is $180. Which you have to have the Amazon Prime subscription on top of it. Oh, uh, Wall Street loves prescriptions. Subscriptions. I love prescriptions. Please, please send any available Xanax to Rob Black at da 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 dot com.
1: That's terrible.
2: I love prescriptions. What can I say? Just like scotchy scotch, scotch in scotch- my belly, belly, belly. But um, so I I don't do Amazon's fresh at one hundred eighty bucks a year. I do do Amazon's prime at some point in time. I'm gonna have to look at all these subscriptions and say, if I'm going to afford my prescriptions, which ones are these subscriptions going to cut wall street loves subscriptions. It's as simple as that. Yesterday I was on cron on, which is cron's TV streaming service. And I was talking to the lovely and talented Teresa Stasio. And she said, yeah, last night I just subscribed to a beauty box. She's, like, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. And maybe it's because she uses things like beauty boxes. And I'm like, you don't need a subscription to a beauty box. You're one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. She could be, like, the Helen of Troy of San Francisco, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm, I, I, I know you're saying, what are you saying? Long story short, we were talking about Apple and their TV service. Only nine TV shows out of the gate? How does that compare to uh, Amazon's, like, I, I feel like Amazon's got, like, a hundred... Amazon Prime's TV service is a mess. It's a mess, I tell you, and it's just—you I, I, can find stuff to watch, mess. but it takes like it's a mess. A while. I'd like to get Donald Trump to fix that for us. Netflix has gazillions of shows. I—I I feel like I could scroll through their their shows for years and still not find. Hey, I, I watched the Bill Burr special because I heard about it, but if I had to find it on my own, good luck to me. Um, so subscriptions are really really big and Apple TV, they're going to give it away for free. 4.99 a month, nine shows. You could see Jennifer Aniston. You could see Jason Momoa, Aquaman as a frontier fur trapper or something like that. They're going to be excellent shows. They're going to have great cinematography. But only nine? But it's going to be free. So anyone who buys a phone between now and Christmas, they'll get free TV service, nine shows. That's going to equal about 70 million subscribers. Now, they're not paying yet, but Disney is expected to hit 10 million by Christmas. Apple, 70 million. Disney, 10 million. You see why Apple's doing it? And then they're throwing in the arcade. Hey, my kid said to me the other day, he's like, I'd like a new video game. I'm like, hey, I'm not paying 60 bucks every time you want or need. So a subscription service to an Apple Arcade at 99 a month doesn't offend me. And if they were to give me the music service, the TV service, and the arcade service for a discount, I'm in. Big seminar coming up on Saturday, September 21st. Learn more at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz
1: or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Hello, hello. It's not lost on me at times that I'm pretty fortunate. I don't know if I have autism, ADD. I don't know if I'm obsessive-compulsive, bipolar. Never been been described with any of those. But if the prescriptions are good, I might consider it. (laughs) Um, It's not lost on me that I'm lucky. That I found something I love to do and I was well compensated for it. But I gave up most of my 20s and early 30s. While most of my friends have kids who are long gone to college, I don't. While they had young, beautiful spouses, and they were able to frolic with each other's bodies in their twenties and thirties, I didn't. Now that may be a good thing and a bad thing because most of them are also divorced once or twice over, and that's expensive. But you get the idea where I'm going at with this is that I feel pretty blessed. Um, I don't look at buying a car as a stress i don't look at paying rent or a mortgage as a stress it sucks i know it's way more expensive than it should be or could be or was back when i was younger but it don't freak me out new cars still freak me out and i have to talk about this stuff even though this ain't one that bothers me i have a truck that i'll drive till it has three hundred thousand miles on it and then i'll begrudgingly sell it or give it away to a friend I love taking care of a vehicle. It's like taking care of a house. My friend Tony Mendez from Bay Area Uh comes over on occasion. We'll sit there and have a couple white claws. And uh, he goes, you take better care of your home than anyone else I know. I'm like, yeah, it's preventative maintenance. I used to drive a Mazda Miata when a No, 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 let me correct this. When my first car, my dad gifted me his vet, and I. You're saying you're pretty cool. High schooler with a vet. Oh no 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 no! It was a vet It was one of the worst cars ever made, but it got passed down to me. I had to pay for the insurance. My dad taught me the lesson of of go to work and pay for the insurance kind of thing. I referred to it as the smoke mobile. My dad was a pack a day kind of guy for many 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 years, and the car was gross and disgusting. And when I washed it. The interior, most of the water was coming out dark brown. So, my second car was a Mazda Miata. And essentially, I graduated high school. And I saw a deal in the White Pages. I know you said White Pages? Oh, yes, White Pages. Where someone was selling 18 barrels of parts and two shells of a Mazda Miata. I don't know how someone gets 18 barrels of parts. I don't have a junkyard deal. I don't know what it is. It was like $300. I was like, I talked to my friend Brian Paskowitz, who had a very, very horrible nickname because you could hear Paskowitz. Wits became of a term. And Paska became pasta. So it was pasta. Um, but he, he and I spent 90 days that summer putting together a car, two cars. And um, we probably got him going after about 45, 50 days. Probably spent more on tools than buying a new car because this was a European, uh, Italian thing, and you had to go get to, I don't know if it's the Dewey decimals or metrics, I don't know what it is, but it costs more to buy those tools. Um, And what I learned during the summer is that car would break down every three or four days, probably because we put them together ourselves, but maybe because preventative maintenance is how you deal with fine luxury mobiles. So I learned the word preventative maintenance if I wasn't on it, there's a good chance I took a date to a movie and it broke down halfway there. Therefore I was on it. Preventative maintenance. Pretty important lesson teacher, your young ones in life. Get this stupidness. Cost the average American about $9,282 per year now to own a new vehicle. Ninety two hundred and eighty-two bucks? Nine thousand two hundred and eighty-two bucks? Seven hundred and seventy three bucks a month? Too much. Unless you're going to drive it for 250,000 miles, unless you're going to put together your own vehicle, that's what people are paying. You factor in fuel, also known as petrol. Yeah, 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 yeah. This weekend, freak out your spouse and go, hey, we need to go to the petrol station. I'll say, you mean the gas station? No, 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 petrol station. You factor in fuel, maintenance, depreciation, insurance, borrowing costs. That's up from 8,849 buckaroos per month. No, per year, in 2018. 8800 became 9200 That's a lot. That's a big jump. That's an extra $400. And what's $400 a month? No, that's extra $400 a year. That doesn't how it work. Um, but you can obviously see that I'm trying desperately to stretch this into a segment. That makes sense. But the average buyer pays $920 a year in financing costs. Loan interest. That's up from 744 bucks in 2018. 2018, we had a lot of 2.9% deals on vehicles. Those deals are gone as interest rates moved higher. But now that they're lower, maybe that'll go lower again. But I don't know. People are not only paying more in finance charges. About 5.8% is the average interest rate. That's high. But the longer loan terms. Someone owns a car now in America. For 69.6 months. Now, if you do your math and if you have an abacus out, please help me here. I know 12 months in a year times five. So that's five years is 60. Okay. Okay. And then there's 9.6 months left over. So you're talking about 5.9 years. Ooh. That we're paying off a car. A lot of people want to ditch their car after three years. Right? I once owned a dog named Maisie the Wonder Dog Who didn't get to the park in time And I had to go in Talk to a client She crapped all over my car All over it I so badly wanted to drive the car away and Just throw it away But instead I sucked up my humility I learned that I didn't walk her on time And I cleaned it up Because I'm not going out and getting a new car Anytime soon That was, by the way, pre-truck So you can get in my truck No fears of fecal matter Big seminar coming up, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday in San Jose at the Rotary Club. You can learn more by listening to commercials or by going to newfocusfinancial.com. Newfocusfinancial.com. And use code RADIO25 1 in the morning for wealth accumulation, 1 in the afternoon for wealth preservation